Park rangers, forest rangers, whatever you want to call them, they have some of the most dangerous and downright strange jobs that I can think of. From downright unexplainable happenings to unknown creature sightings, these park rangers sent in some downright creepy and allegedly true stories that'll freak you out. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. If you're new to the swamp, be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications. Be sure to hit that like button if you haven't yet, and get ready for these creepy and allegedly true park ranger horror stories. My name is Lynette, and I work with the park rangers in Washington State. My story takes place about a decade ago and doesn't involve anything supernatural or weird. No, it involves a very human element. I've been doing my job for 13 years and have yet to be scared before or since this has happened. It was a Monday afternoon, and I was getting ready to finish my shift for the day. As I was cleaning up and ensuring there was nothing that needed fixing in the coming days, I heard loud shouting a little ways off to my west. As I listened more intensely, it was clear two males were arguing with another, which was a severe argument. I heard cussing and then a loud screaming. I rushed toward the sound without thinking. I have a very caring heart and want to ensure things are okay. That said, I made a mistake at that moment. I didn't call for backup or call the cops as I should have right then and there. I was just so worried about the person I heard, and I got caught up in the moment. As I ran toward the screaming, I heard someone shouting, Stop it man, I'm sorry, stop it! I'll never forget those words, and when I came over, what I saw made me scream as I went to a sliding stop. This was also a huge mistake, I probably should have been quieter, but the shock of what I saw made me scream. A man was bleeding out on the ground, and another man was standing over this man with a bloody knife in his hand, still stabbing the seemingly lifeless man. I panicked, and that's all it took for the other man to turn around, see me, and rush me. I remember hearing him yell, Come here. I froze, and he was on top of me immediately. He had the knife to my throat and told me to give him my radio. He said if I tried anything, he'd gut me right then and there, just like he did that other guy. I was crying as I gave up my radio and stared at this man in the eyes. He looked utterly uncaring about anything he had just done. I had seen the evidence only a few feet away that he didn't care and would happily kill me, so I asked him what he wanted. He eyed me and gave me the most unnerving smirk I have ever seen someone give me in my lifetime. He grabbed me by the hair a moment later and threw me next to the other man. At this moment, I could still see he was still alive, but barely. I still remember his sputtered breathing as he choked on his blood, and I remember being sure I would die here at that moment. The man grabbed me from behind and tied my hands behind my back as I cried and begged him to stop. I remember him feeling my waist and thinking he was about to do something horrible to me before realizing he was merely checking me for any weapons or anything I could use. At first, this brought a subtle and strange form of relief until I realized he might just be getting ready to kill me. I mean, I'd seen what he had just done to the man dying in front of me, so it was unlikely he would let me live as well. 
I began sobbing, at which point the man punched me in the back of the head and told me if he heard me speak without permission one more time, he would end my life right there. Silently, I began to pray to God. I wasn't even religious, but I remember begging God internally to help me somehow. I cried but tried my best to keep quiet. The man reached into my pockets and grabbed my wallet before pushing my face into the blood-soaked chest of the now-dead man. He screamed at me to not move and began laughing as he read my address. He took pictures of my family and said if I said a single word about this, he would find me and make me watch as he murdered my family before killing me. There was no hint of regret in his voice for what he had just done, and I heard him run off before long. I remember waiting until I was positive. He was gone before rolling over and crying my eyes out. I couldn't control my sobbing, and I began screaming. This was several minutes after the man had left. After what seemed like forever, I heard my supervisor's voice coming over. He pulled out a knife, cut me free, and immediately held me while asking me what happened. I kept crying and wanted to say what happened, but couldn't get the words out. So he got me a towel and had me sit down by the tree a bit away from the body of the man who had been murdered. I had another co-worker who watched over me while he called the cops. Much of this part was a blur, to be honest. When you experience extreme trauma, your brain destroys your memory for a time. I remember eventually calming down enough to explain what happened to another officer. She was very kind and I remember telling her what had happened. When I say I remember telling her what happened, I don't entirely remember, but I can see myself talking to her, but almost like being out of body. The conversation is muted. I only say this to explain the effects of severe trauma on the brain as I don't believe enough people take that sort of thing seriously or understand what it can do to someone. I know I explained it, though as I still talk to the officer who helped me today. I required extensive leave, therapy, and much more after all this happened, but I did eventually come out on the other side of this, somewhat sane. I still have nightmares and evil PTSD about this event, but I am well enough to work, and now we have a policy of being in pairs to prevent something like this from happening again. I remember the dying man's body and watching him struggle to breathe. I never fully got over that, I should also say that they did catch the man responsible shortly after he left the scene. I still thank God every day that I'm okay. Gentlemen, all men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there is a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless, winning machine, and when he unzips his pants, he sees... Platinum? That's right. Manscaped would like to introduce to you their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is the leader in the below-waist grooming area. Now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, including those of us here in the swamp, by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, free shipping with the code SWAMPED. Manscaped's brand new Platinum Package 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've ever offered, giving you a bulk discount on Manscaped's top 
products. Now personally, I've been using Manscaped for quite a long time, and in addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh for the ladies. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SWAMPED at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using code SWAMPED. It's time you enjoyed the finer things in life and get yourself a platinum package for your platinum package. I want to share a story about the park that I work in. It's in Washington and is a peaceful place overall. That said, there are some strange things afoot there. I've been a park ranger for 27 years. During that time, I've had one thing that I find unsettling. You can call me Debbie, as most people call me anyway. I wanted to share a story about the strange sounds coming from the park I work at. These sounds happen day and night, and I'm not the only person that has experienced them. There doesn't seem to be any discernible pattern to the sounds, and it sounds almost like chanting or even singing sometimes. I find these sounds unsettling because of what happened shortly after. Something always turns up dead. It's always been animals, although there has been the occasion or two where it's sometimes people. Usually related to health issues is the excuse the park will give, but I think there's something different. Because every time these chants or singing things start, something turns up dead eventually. The experience I will discuss involves a Monday morning. I know, Mondays, am I right? And this was the first time I had heard the chanting for myself. I had heard stories previously, but I had never experienced it for myself prior. I was doing my morning rounds when I suddenly heard this cold singing. In some ways, it was relaxing, but there was more of a hint of evil to it this time. I'm not saying the chanting itself is evil. There's that dread in the air when you hear it though. It's all alluring, but terrifying, all at the same time. Anyway, I hear this low sound. At first it is like chanting, and as time goes on it becomes more audible. I notice it sounds almost like a harmonic singing. I'm a bit perplexed and begin to look around. No one appears to be in sight. So I continue picking up trash and checking the area, not thinking too hard about it. Next thing I know, it becomes very audible. It's like when you're listening to music on your iPod or your phone or something. So there I am, looking around suspiciously, as no one is about to get the drop on old Debbie, when suddenly, I see something sickening. I see a dog laying on the ground. I head over and realize quickly that this thing has been ripped open. The dog is no longer alive and the kill looked fresh. It also smelled fresh enough that I had to go elsewhere and relieve myself of the contents of my breakfast that morning. I called my supervisor and informed them of what I found. They had asked if I needed anything or if I needed any help cleaning it up and I told them of course, yes, right now. It probably didn't take long for someone to get there but it felt like forever and I kept my distance during that time. One of the guys I was working with at the time, Kyle, showed up with his little disposal kit and walked over and checked it out. It didn't seem to face him too much and I began questioning if I really knew him at that moment. 
He asked if I saw what had killed the dog, as it was all over the place. I told him no, I had not, and I wasn't about to go looking. Then he cleaned everything up and buried the poor thing. I can't even handle the sight of everything, and Kyle cleaned it all up, and it was like a regular Monday to them. After cleanup, he asked if I had heard anything weird prior, and I explained to him, yes, the strange chanting and singing everyone goes on about. I elaborated and told him, I saw nothing kill the dog though. Now, that's the only time I've been witness to the immediate death of something after this weird chanting or whatever it is occurs. Kyle and many others working there have happened upon other deaths, and as I said before, it's like a normal Monday for them. So, most of the time, it's covered up with normal, human, explainable things like people choking on food or heart attacks, but I'm not so sure. All that said, I still do work at this park, and the chanting and singing isn't as frequent is not as frequent as it used to be. It was a bit unsettling to hear, or even hear of. Has anyone around the Washington area had anything similar happen to them? I'd be very curious to know. I've been working as a park ranger for roughly 17 years. In all that time, I've had a few experiences I would deem strange and scary. The one I will share with you today is a little bit of both, mostly terrifying for me personally. You can call me Trent, by the way. I believe this was 2009. My team and I were working to clean the area and prepare it for the summer camping season here in Colorado. Now, it's a national park, so there's a ton that we have to do, but we like to go around and do cleanup in our area, as you have to do because people don't bother, honestly. And quite honestly, it's one of those things that gets on my nerves. It isn't hard to clean up your trash, but anyway, that's a different tangent. It was getting late, and I volunteered to stay after that evening to make sure all the cleanup was done. The idea for me at least was to get as much done as possible while we still had light. It being summer soon, we had plenty of light compared to fall and winter when it gets dark earlier. It wasn't long before everyone was clocking out and I told them all goodbye and I'd see them on Monday. None of my crew worked with me on my weekend shifts, though we did have a few within the department itself who did. An hour goes by and then two and before I know it I'm so wrapped up in my task and I look up and I realize I'm losing daylight. Thinking little of this, I put myself in another gear and tried to get more done. In my mind, I figured I'd just be better prepared and leave less to do Monday. Also, I take great pride in my work, so I do everything I can no matter how large or small the task. It's a large part of what has led to the promotion I've been given, and it is something I still do to this day. It is not long before I realize the sun is about to set completely. I stop my work, pull out my flashlight, and prepare to haul my last garbage bag back to the station and drop it in the dumpster. As I'm wrapping things up, I hear a large growling sound. I immediately grab my bear spray as I recognize the sound I'm listening to. Turning around slowly, I see much that leaves me in shock and dread. It looks to be a black bear, but the problem is it is much more significant than any black bear I have ever seen or even known to exist. This thing has a large scar across its left eye and is staring at me, baring its teeth. Normally, I'd do something to make the bear think I'm more extensive and more significant than I actually am, 
but no amount of posturing will save me from this monstrosity. This thing looked to be 12 to 13 feet tall on all fours. I didn't believe my eyes at first, but there was no denying. The thing stood in the air, and I about pissed myself in fear. I wanted to run, but I knew running would only encourage it to give chase. I didn't exactly feel safe standing there, though, so I kept my eyes on this thing as I slowly backed away. The thing was, I had found myself far away from the trails and was quite a bit off the beaten track from the station. Usually, this isn't an issue as you don't normally run into a bear the size of a mountain on your travels around this area. But today, this was not the case. I'm sitting there thinking about what my next move might be, all the while I'm slowly backing away. I know it isn't wise to stare this thing down, but there was no other way I was going to turn my back on this bear and run or any other way to escape. I have my hand on my mace, and the other hand is holding on to the garbage. After an eternity, I am finally out of the sight of the bear. It appears to have just stared at me, but I'm worried that it was attracted to me because of the smell of the garbage. I'm sure it's nothing a bear would think twice about if it was hungry enough, and if I were the size of this thing, I'd be hungry all the time. After several minutes of watching the horizon and seeing nothing, I turn and start hauling my butt as fast as I can back towards the station. It is still quite a way off, but I figure if I keep moving, I'll get there in no time. While running, I suddenly hear a large stomping sound behind me. Looking back, it's the bear and it's coming in fast. I freak out and throw the trash bag I have off in a different direction. My hope was that it would distract it, just long enough for me to get away. But unfortunately, it ignored it entirely and kept coming for me. I am now forced to turn and stand my ground as there is no other way out of this. There is no way I'm going to outrun this thing. I stop, pull the bear mace off my belt and prep to spray the hell out of this thing. It confronts me and we meet eye to eye again. It's only a few feet from me now and to my shock it seems very aware of what I'm ready to do. The look that this bear made it seem like it was calculating its next move. I've seen a lot of bears and usually they'll scare off without too much trouble or even mind their own business entirely. This one though, the look on its face just said that it was hunting and I was on the menu. It seemed disturbingly intelligent and as it stepped forward, I reacted in shock and I sprayed it in the face with the mace. The bear reeled back. I ran for my garbage bag, though looking back I'm not sure why I did that and I continued my sprint toward the station's direction. I heard the terrifying roar I've listened to throughout my life, followed by an extensive but all too familiar stopping sound. I'm feeling my legs begin to give away from fear and I tell myself, if you give out now, you're dead. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So I gain the mental fortitude to keep pushing through and steady as I run. As I'm getting closer to the cabin, I feel the thing running up from behind me. I freak out and spin to see wherever it's at tripping as I do so, falling on my butt. The thing had taken a swipe and left a deep claw mark in the tree where my head was only seconds before. I pray and spray the bear yet again. It thrashes about blindly, and during the thrashing and my struggle to get up, it hits my can of spray and dislodges it from my grip. It does this with enough force for my hand to fly back and hit the tree. I see blood and feel pain as my hand smacks the tree. Unsure if I've broken my right hand, I use my left hand to stand up, and yet again, for reasons I'll never be sure of, perhaps it's shock and some semblance of normalcy, I grab the trash bag with my left hand 
and turn and continue sprinting. The bear is roaring behind me, but it doesn't appear to give pursuit. It isn't long before I reach the main trail and can see the cabin in the distance. Terrified, I keep running. Soon enough, there is another roar. I am not ashamed to admit I peed myself a bit, followed by the familiar stomping of this bear. I freak out and keep telling myself, don't look back, don't look back, don't look back. I run with all the power and speed I can muster and have left to give, and I make it to the station. I open the door and slam it shut, locking it behind me. As I do, I feel the door's foundation shake as the bear seems to be banging against it. I barricade the door with some tables and whatever I can muster to move, and I immediately use the phone to call 911. The dispatcher answers and I'm trying to explain where I am and my situation, and the dispatcher reassures me help is on the way. It doesn't take the police more than five minutes to arrive, but to me it felt like five hours. By the time they knock, I leap up in shock and terror at the sound. It is then that I remove the tables and slowly open the door. I am shaking as I try to explain the entire situation and I feel tears involuntarily begin to fall down my face. Eventually an officer sits with me, as does the sheriff, and then they try to take the time to calm me down. They ask if I need any medical attention, and I tell them no. They insisted anyway as they seem to see that I'm in shock and I don't really feel much of the pain quite yet. I don't remember much of that part, but that's why they tell me that I need to go to a hospital. As I left the station, I remember looking back at the door and seeing a significant claw mark on our door. Now I haven't seen this bear since that day. He hasn't turned up, and as far as I know, no one has been attacked by it. All that said, this is a situation that will stay with me for a lifetime. Thanks for listening to these creepy and downright strange park ranger horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it, and that really helps the swamp grow. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please be sure to give this a 5-star rating as it helps me grow on those platforms. It's very much appreciated. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, whether it's a park ranger story or something entirely different, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium but would like to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. It's absolutely free and always will be. If you would like to support the swamp outside of that, come join me over on Twitch. I'm streaming The Quarry currently. It's a survival horror game that's been very highly rated. Come join me. You can find a link to do so in the description. Also, check out the merch store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, and more. Don't forget to come join me over on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.